Welcome to It's the ADHD Friendly Podcast, where we talk all things well-being, personal development, and living our best damn ADHD lives at home and at work. My name is Karen McGill. I'm a certified ADHD life coach, and I'm here to help you do life better. Hey, everyone. Happy Friday. I hope that you are having a fantastic week. My week has been good. However, I am definitely fighting something (laughs) physically and I'm just trying to take it easy and focus on wellness and health because I will be traveling next month and I don't want this to be a problem. So that's where I'm at personally. And it's actually a good segue into today's topic, which is around expectations, both the ones that I struggle with and the ones that you probably struggle with too. Because if there's one thing that I see time and time again from the emails that come in to me, the clients that I have, the comments I get in social media, we know what they are, right? They're frustration, feelings of failure, feelings of overwhelm. But if you go a little deeper and ask yourself, where do all of these common traits come from? It actually comes from expectation, the expectations that we have of ourselves that we should be doing more or having more or being more or less, and we are not those things. So that's why I want to break down today in this podcast, because if we have the right perspective on our expectations, then we can save ourselves a lot of grief and anxiety and shame and all of those (laughs) things that we don't want to feel. So hopefully by the end of this podcast, you will be walking away with a new perspective on expectation and what's possible, what's realistic and how we drive ourselves crazy. And there's no better way to start off a topic of expectation than by pointing a finger at myself and sharing that this is something I struggle with a lot. And case in point, this is the week that I had expected to launch um, my ADHD entrepreneur program. And that was clearly magical thinking. And I give myself some grace because I've never launched this particular style of program before. So having never gone through it before, I didn't understand how much work there was going to be involved in it. Yeah, okay, I lived and learned. So next time I'll be better. And it's not like I haven't made any progress. I've made quite a bit. So it's getting there, but it's not there yet. And so I apologize to anyone who's been waiting on it. It will come out soon, but it is not ready for prime time quite yet. So that is an expectation that I had that didn't work out as expected. And I could look at that as a personal failure, but I'm not going to. I'm going to look at it as a a learning lesson and part of my experiential growth as an entrepreneur that things take longer than uh, I assume they will. So that is an example of an expectation that's happening in my life right now, but it goes a lot further for all of us. And I think a big part of the frustration around expectations for ADHDers is that We know we are capable of so much more than what we're actually producing. And I heard an interesting clip from Dr. Russell Barkley just this morning, and he was talking about the difference between knowledge and execution. What he said is that knowledge and learning is stored in the back area of the brain, and it is a completely different area of the brain than the prefrontal cortex where our executive functions are. And in that area of the brain is where we use and execute on the knowledge that we have. So the way he described it is though somebody took a meat cleaver between the front and back sides of your brain. So you still have all of your knowledge, but your execution and your ability to execute on that, which has been severed. And as a result, we get frustrated because it's like, ah, I know this. I know I should be doing better. I know everything I need to do. But for some reason, 
I can't execute on it. And that is how I want to frame this idea of expectation, because expectation is that we know what to do, so we should be able to do it. And that is a natural expectation for a neurotypical. But if you have ADHD, it's a little convoluted because you got that meat cleaver in the middle of our head. So with that said, it's not surprising to me that the theme that screams the loudest across this community, as far as I can hear, is not frustrations of overwhelm and burnout. It's actually failure. And that failure comes from not living up to the expectations that we have of ourselves based on what we know is possible for us. And that is what I'm going to cover. So the goal of this podcast today is have you walk away with a better understanding of how your expectations are getting in your way and also how to manage them better so that you can go on and live your best MIDHD life. All right, let's get into it. So I'm going to kick it off by saying that I actually don't believe comparison is a thief of joy. I believe that expectations are. It's the expectation, as I said, that we should be doing as much as other people or that we should have as much as other people. That is what truly sucks the joy out of our life because it prejudges everything we do. It says that things should be a certain way and we should be performing a certain way. We should have certain things and we don't. So we're failing. Or perhaps if we flip it around, we do meet our expectations of ourselves, but other people are not meeting our expectations of them, that they should be doing things that they're not doing or that they don't have things that they should have. And all of these expectations we have about our life, whether they're directed towards us or towards other people or their people's expectations of us, are the source and perhaps the seed of a lot of our overwhelm, anxiety, and frustration in life. And if you think about it, if we didn't have expectations of ourselves or assume that other people have expectations of us, what would that mean? And what would it look like? Would there be complete chaos and like anarchy? Would we be just complete losers because if there was no expectations, then nothing in the world would ever get done? Or... Do you think it might make you someone who is not driven by expectations, but rather is driven by natural inclinations to go after and to be drawn to the things that feel most natural to us? So to put this in context, imagine you starting out as a young kiddo in life and you go off to school and as an educational institution, most schools have expectations that you are required to meet at a certain age or stage of development. So you go into school and that institution says, in every grade, you have to pass certain tests. We expect you to know certain things and be able to apply that knowledge in certain ways. And if you are not able to do that, if you are not able to do that 50% or more of the time, then you fail. And if you do it 50% or just slightly above 50%, then you're okay. And if you do it 90% of the time correctly, then you're a superstar and you take that branding that is given to you, like you either are smart or not smart, failed or not failed. And then societally, you're expected to take that personal branding that you now have from school and go out into the world and make whatever you can of it based on your skill set and what people have told you that you are capable of. So by the time we leave high school, our expectations of ourselves based on what people have told us, based on test results, based on how we've performed in school is going to say a lot about how our life rolls from that point forward. 
That is what an expectation is and how it shapes our lives. So expectations are not the same things as having goals, desires, a vision for your life, or a belief in something or having faith in something. An expectation, by definition, is a defined outcome. It is rigid. So when it comes to education, like I said, you're expected to exceed 50% or higher on a test in order to pass it. And if you do not meet that expectation, then you fail. However, let's come back to this idea again of imagining that there's no such thing as expectation. And instead, we approach academic pursuits with the goal of completing coursework to the best of your ability, with the intention of learning as much as we can, with the belief that we can do it, and the desired vision to do really well in whatever choice of study we're going after because there is inherent interest. Think about how different those outcomes would be, especially for ADHDers. Because all of those, let's call them motivations, whether it's a goal or a desire or a vision or an interest or an expectation, they're all going in the same direction, but only one has a rigid outcome that will lead to failure if it's not met. And that is expectation. That is where we tie in the ADHD piece here, because we already have a tendency to believe that we're failing in life because we're not meeting expectations. But now, we know that expectations are just rigid, predetermined outcomes of what we or other people think should happen. It also presupposes that we have 100% control out of outcomes, which nobody ever does. So I hope we can agree that expectations are not always what they're chalked up to be. But they're also not always bad. Let's think of two people going into a marriage. They may both expect fidelity and trust from one another. And hopefully they're both on board with that before the wedding. But the point here is that they've talked about it and they've agreed upon it. So in that case, expectations are a clear and beautiful thing. And now, if your boss gives you a project and tells you that the future of your employment hinders on whether or not you do a good job with it, but gives you zero parameters, then that is also an expectation, but it's a really crappy one because you don't actually know what expectations you're trying to hit. But in the same example, if your boss gives you a project and says, I need this done by this timeline with this outcome for this purpose, and this is generally how I want it to look, do you have any questions? That's an example of a great expectation because there is zero ambiguity there. And ambiguity is the kryptonite of all ADHDers. So as long as expectations are clear and all parties involved are buying into the same expectation, then they are a beautiful thing. But outside of that, they become the biggest neurosis in our life. And this is what I see coming up in my ADHD clients that I work with. They're frustrated because they have this expectation of where they should be in life in relation to everyone else around them. And if they're not meeting that expectation, then they feel like a failure. And clearly that is toxic for anyone. But here's why that is doubly problematic for ADHDers. We are already challenged with not being single focused with our attention. We have diversion focus. That means that our interests and our attention and our energy goes in more places than the average neurotypical. So for example, let's compare somebody who knows what they wanna do from the time that they're in school and they focus their studies on that thing and then they get out of school and they go into that profession and they work in that profession their entire lives. You can imagine that they will go a lot further than somebody in school who has 
a lot of competing uh, interests and they come out of school and they want to try a bunch of different things. And then they may also have trouble focusing on different things and various different emotional reactions to different things. So if they're moving their attention in five to 10 different directions simultaneously, obviously they're not going to go as far as the person who was single focused with their attention and went to school for the thing and worked in the thing and retired with the thing. That is just the law of physics. If you go in one direction, you will get there a lot faster than if you go in five different directions at the same time. So what do we do with that? What do we do with the fact that we have broad interests across a number of topics and we like or perhaps can't resist sending our attention and energy in a million directions? This all comes back to expectations, right? You can expect that you should be single focused. And to that end, if you want to hold that expectation of yourself, there's a lot of practices you can cultivate in order to become more single focused. You can work on mindfulness, which will not only help you direct your energy more carefully, but it will also help you with the negative self-talk that comes up when you want to veer away from where focus is. You can just reduce the amount of input that comes into your life so that you don't get distracted by bright and sparkly things. And I can go on and on with all of the tips and tricks and ways for you to mold yourself into the expectation of a successful neurotypical, if that's what you wanted to do. But coming back to expectations, let me ask you something. Would you ever expect a fish to climb a tree? Would you ever expect a monkey to breathe underwater? Absolutely not. That's not what they're meant to do. So by you trying to fit yourself into this mold of being a single focused person going down one path your entire life, if that does not feel inherently natural to you, then why would you force yourself into that mold or that expectation? That is you being the fish and feeling like a failure because you can't climb a tree. You and I both know that fishes aren't failures because they don't climb trees, because fishes weren't created to climb trees. So with that said, maybe the better option is to have a look at ourselves and say, okay, if I'm a fish, I'm not going to force myself to climb trees. Instead, I'm going to work on being the best fish I can be, and I'm also going to appreciate the fact that there's monkeys in the trees that are not trying to breathe underwater because they weren't designed to do that. So if you're a fish in water, that is the expectation you should have for your life. If you are a monkey in a tree, that is the expectation you should have in your life. So coming from that perspective, what can we then do to live our best damn fish in water life as opposed to continuously trying to force ourselves to climb trees? The first thing I would recommend is examining where you are living by expectation in your life versus your natural inclination. So anything with a should in front of it is a good indication that there is an expectation there, either something that you're expecting of yourself or something that somebody else is expecting of you or that you expect of somebody else. If there's a should there, then there's an expectation there. And like I said earlier, not all expectations are bad. As long as everybody is clear about the expectations and everybody is on board with them, then that is a great thing, right? That's structure, that's being an adult, that you sign a lease and you're expected to pay your rent every month. So these are things, regardless of whether you're a fish in water or a monkey in a tree, those are expectations you're gonna have to deliver on. So in your life, take inventory of where your expectations are and ask yourself, did I sign up for this? 
Or is this just something that has been put upon me either by myself, society, or somebody in my life? And is it something I want to live up to? You have the choice as a sovereign human being to say no to expectations of others. You will also have to pay the consequence of saying no, but you have the choice to say no. And you also have the choice to say no to the expectations you have of yourself. The next thing I'd recommend, which is no different from the advice I give you in every other podcast, is to slow your roll and be very mindful about the expectations that you take on in the future. So anytime that you are committing to something or you're agreeing to something or you start a new project or you create a new goal, you are creating an expectation that things are going to happen a certain way. And very often we do that very quickly because we have fast brains. So this is where the work of mindfulness comes in to slow down and not necessarily agree to things right away. Let them marinate in your mind for 24 hours before you agree to go to that party or quit your job or take up pickleball. Slow your roll. Ask yourself, hmm, is this an expectation that I'm putting on myself, number one? And number two, is it an expectation that I want? And what is the outcome that is expected of this thing that I'm agreeing to? And if that outcome doesn't happen, how am I going to feel about it? Let's come back to my big, hairy annual goal of making six figures in passive revenue. We're 75% through the year, and I'm only 50% through my goal. So the expectation is that I would achieve it 100%, but the reality is that's probably not going to happen. So that's okay. It's still an expectation, but I also know if I don't reach that goal, I am not a failure. I am way ahead of where I would have been had I not instilled that goal. And I think that's an important distinction, right? Like you can set a goal or have a dream or have a vision and it may or may not turn out the way you want it to, but how are you going to feel about it if it doesn't turn out? And what are you going to say about yourself if it doesn't turn out the way you want it to, right? That's a piece of expectation that you've got to break down. So the one last thing I'll add here is that everything I just shared is really about managing expectations but not just managing expectations of other people. It's also, and probably more importantly, how you manage expectations of yourself. And this is really important self-work that is going to build your self-awareness and your self-compassion. Because as you are able to manage expectations of yourself, you're going to feel more like a fish in water and less like a fish trying to climb a tree. So I hope that makes sense. I hope this was helpful. I hope I didn't ramble too much. And I hope you have a great week. I'll see you back here next Friday. Ciao for now. Thank you for listening. For links and resources for this podcast, please visit itsadhdfriendly.com or click the link in the show description. Please also be sure to subscribe so you get automatic updates when new shows are posted. And of course, please do leave us an ADHD-friendly review. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.